Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Left Media Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Mitchell. And I'm Mike. And today we're going to be doing a song by, I, I think he's kind of not really like well known, but uh, we're, we're going to hopefully spotlight him here a little bit, introduce him to, to some folks, and uh, review a, a, a really good song. Uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, the song Life by Saba. He's a uh, Chicagoan rapper. Uh, very similar to, to Chance and Chance the Rapper, and um, yeah, we we uh, just recently discovered his song, and uh, it's it's really good, and I'm super excited to to get into it and talk about it. For sure, uh, I think he's fairly well known, or he's getting there because one, he had uh, this. First of all, this song is off of uh, off of his record. Care for me. Care for me. Uh, there's a song called Log Out in which Chance the Rapper is featured. Uh, and also, in the newest episode, uh, not episode, newest edition of Rolling Stone magazine, uh, with Eric Church on the cover where he talks talks about the NRA and pissed off a whole bunch of people. That's kind of funny if you want to go down that road and check that out. But there's, uh, I was looking through it. And this fella gets a gets a shout out. He gets oh, a little, sweet! Uh, Look at that. A little portion of the magazine. Uh, it's titled the um, the ten artists you need to know the next wave. And uh, I'll read you a little bit of what this what this has here. Um, just says Saba, thoughtful storyteller from the west side of Chicago. At a time when streaming rap playlists favor brute force beats and repetitive delivery, Saba is an outlier. Uh, his most affecting tracks celebrate nuance. They often manage to be joyful and tragic, anxious and triumphant all at once. Saba spends uh, much of his recent LP, Care For Me, mourning his cousin, John Walt, who was stabbed to death in February of 2017. Uh, so, you know, it gives him a little write-up. It has a little picture of him, and uh, it says his hometown of Chicago, and it sounds like detailed first-person narratives of loss and dreaming laid over lush instruments. And uh, or instrumentals, sorry. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't actually know about that until I was just kind of just picked that up yesterday finding, at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, sure did, and just kind of was finding my way through this and and saw the the fella and figured we'd. That's we'd, cool. Uh, That's super cool. Mention that because that you know that means something, right? Yeah, I yeah I, I've uh, I, I've not listened to all of Care for Me yet. But the the few songs that I have and 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 the one that we're obviously inspired enough to to do a, an episode on are are all really great songs, uh, particularly live because I, I I think he he gets into some real stuff there. Yeah, I really want to I really want to get through the uh, the whole record, but I've heard the first track. Sirens slash busy, I believe that's pretty cool. And I heard uh, I think it's called Log Out with Chance the Rapper. Um, so and then I've heard Life, of course. So uh, I've only heard three. Maybe I've heard another one, but uh, I haven't been able to make my way, you know, through the uh, the record uh, all the way, first song to last. But I intend to. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think he's uh I think he's got a lot of of talent and a lot of uh stories to tell. And uh I think that they're uh, like the magazine said, um I think there's 
just a lot of uh, narrative there of, of loss, but you know maybe some of it is hopeful. Um, and I think you can you can hear the uh, the kind of hometown roots and some mm-hmm. of the, the the stylings of the of the of the you know music going on. Um, and I was gonna try and shout out whoever put this article together, and I can't find them. Um, but if I get that information, oh, uh, Elias Late, I believe it says, wrote the, uh, little insert here about Saba. So good on that dude. Cool. Cool. For sure. Um, so what do you think of the song overall life? Oh, I love it. Um, I had never heard of Saba at all until you showed me the song. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I got bored and was like, uh, I, I decided it, or figured it was it was probably time we should do another um, song review because uh, we've been consistently handling movies for, for quite a while now. Um, and so I just Googled best uh best political songs of 2018 and uh lo and behold like he was the first one that came up and and uh i i I checked it out and and the very first song i i I came across was the one that i landed on and because i mean there's just a, a, a whole bunch to talk about instrumentally uh, I think it's one of the most unique songs I've ever heard. I I love the the bass that not like the actual like the like there's an actual yeah instrument. it's got that like kick you know it's got like that kick drum bass drum whatever repetitive thing but then it's got like this melody forming yeah thing that's it, like it, I guess a bass guitar I guess it it kind of sounds like a like a like one of those cigar box basses or or something like that because it, it sounds kind of jangly and kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, a weird resonance. Maybe maybe it's an acoustic bass. I don't know. It's but it it, it it's a really interesting sound and uh I mean most most rap beats are are going to get me either way you go. Um but but just the the particular sound of this one with with the with the bass instrument being used, it it's it's really cool sounding and uh then the way he he the his voice and the way he raps is is uh I, I fucking love how he like kind of crescendos he starts out kind of slow and then just builds faster and faster as as the as the song goes on and then as the second verse comes up it's back down to to the normal speed and then he does it again and it's just yeah and the hook is like double time you know or yeah something. i mean yeah it's like, he, uh, he fucking goes at it he kicks it up a gear so um I also there there's this kind of higher frequency uh I don't know if it's an instrument or what it is there's just a higher frequency thing occurring behind the bass. Yeah, I think I know song. what you're talking I'm about. I'm not sure what that is. But I I was just about to to embarrass myself and try to make the sound and 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 figured I'd sound like something in heat and I don't want to do that. Well, it's a good thing that you uh you thought you thought yeah, that through. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 probably good. I don't want to embarrass myself. I do that that's enough. Good. That's good. Um, well, we're bound to at some point during this show. So uh, <laughs> let's you know we are awfully white. So yeah. Well, let's probably uh, you know save ourselves the embarrassment. 
Yeah. For when we just can't help ourselves. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I would think that, uh, I you know, I don't really know how to rate this, but I would say that if we're going to try, I would say that, you know, a modern hip-hop song mm-hmm. it is kind of the, the category. I don't know... Um, it sounds much more in the in the vein of like a kind of a more underground indie Earl sweatshirt kind of mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Than like a, you know, than like a, a a radio thing or like a Drake or or, or sure or Kanye thing. So I mean, it it kind of sounds like something that came off of "To Pimp a Butterfly," with with just like the the weird kind of instrumentals. Yeah. I I, uh, I I see something like that fitting on. Um, and my scale would personally be on a, on a scale of one to Kendrick. Yeah. What what would you rate this? And I'd say we're at a we're at an even J Cole. <laughs> yeah. Not the last record though. No no no. Uh, probably. Uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drive is is yeah. probably like the the pinnacle of yeah. of J Cole uh, for me personally. Um, but yeah, I I I think like I think this guy has has a shit ton to say and and uh, says it really well. Yeah, I think there's there's like a it's like an eight or above out of ten. If if you know if like if we're talking ten is Kendrick and like maybe I would say like Earl is probably somewhere in that nine range. This is probably eight 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 and a half. Yeah, you know, yeah, pushing I'm, up against that. Um, I'm super cool with that rating too. So, uh, feel free, Twitter and and everybody else. Um, that was one of my dogs barking. Um, <laughs> Piper made a cameo. Feel free to uh, to let us know what you think about the song and uh, and tell us anything you might know about it or any of those you know kind of instruments or mm-hmm. or sounds going on that we can't quite identify. Um, so, I think we're just gonna, you know, kind of jump in and take it line by line and talk about what we, uh, what we draw from each line. You know, we may not mention every line, but we're gonna mention a good bit of them at least. Yeah, um, there's a fair bit of you know lyrics here, so we may not get to all of them. But uh, let's see. You want to start us off? You want to jump in? Sure. Um, so the the. First verse starts off with, I got angels running away, I got demons hunting me, I know Pac was 25, I know Jesus 33. I tell death to keep a distance, I think he obsessed with me. Um, I kind of like just tied all three of those in because I think it's along the the same lines. But uh, um, like right off the bat, I, 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 I thought the... The uh, I know Pac was twenty five. I know Jesus is thirty three. Like like that was. I think that's like one of my most favorite lines out of the whole song, just right there. Because I I thought it was just super interesting to to. Uh, I guess like those are those are uh, two of his inspirations that that died at, at young ages. Um, and then it it also like kind of has to do with with uh, his cousin who, uh, like you said, kind of. Uh, gets worked into this whole album because it's I, I guess it's Saba's way of, of of dealing with his death and then uh his uncle also got got 
died, uh, spent like a, a long ass time in prison, then got out and then died a year after he got out of prison. Yep. Um, so a, a lot of this album and this song in, in particular deals with uh, Saba working his way through um, just a lot of the death that, that surrounds him um, with with inspirational figures and then actual family members slash close friends. Or, or, and, and I just thought that... Uh, the 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 Pac was twenty five. I know Jesus is thirty three. I I just thought that was super cool and uh, just an interesting line. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it kind of contextualizes and and puts in into perspective how uh, how young his friend had, uh, apparently was twenty four mm-hmm. when he died. Uh, it just kind of contextualizes that, and uh, um, I think that maybe there's yeah i don't know if it makes it more tragic or or you know gives some sort of comfort to know that these two figures that uh are so monumental and iconic in 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 people's lives um were also uh gone at such a young age mm-hmm. so you know i don't know if this is seeking a some sort of comfort from that, you know, or if this is um, just kind of uh, exploring the, the the tragic nature of it. But uh, I think the, the the context and the perspective that this puts it puts it in is really interesting and and really, um, you know, you, you hate to see any anything like that. And I mean, uh, I'm a sucker for for songs about um, heavy shit and real shit like that, but uh you know only because i think it's like um it can be you know therapeutic in a sense or maybe they're you know maybe this this record is exercising those kinds of demons you know but um it it's it's real you know mm-hmm. for sure um and i just uh i think i can i can definitely relate to the uh the I tell Death to keep a, a, a distance. I think he's obsessed with me. Yeah. Just because, um, you know, I myself have like a lot of those anxieties about, um, uh, like I think a lot of people do about having time to complete things or whatever. Um, because you hear about um, these 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 tragic things happening, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you hear about these figures being so so young and uh, accomplishing so much, but um, you know, what if that that's always the story too? Is like, um, what what would they have accomplished had had you know, uh, Tupac not uh, gone at twenty five? Yeah, you know? so yeah, it's like sure. there's a, there's a, a, a sense of anxiety there too, and. I think everybody can relate to that fear of, of death or, or um, you know, think th- thinking that there's something like that that's um, kind of always hanging o- over you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, or looming. I, I don't think it, like, really affected me much. Like, when my when my grandfather died, I it kind of got to me, but I also, like, that was mainly because, like, I worked with him and for him at at his uh shop 
and like it 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 affected me more in a way of like this thing that I did every day is 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 now interrupted but I I also like didn't spend all my time with him it was I mean granted it was 40 hours a week but it's it's still like uh not like living with somebody um and so it 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 affected me a little bit but I, I gradually moved on and and uh, but but when my when my mom passed late last year that that's when like death like really started fucking with me and 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 because like I mean she was only forty seven I think forty eight um, and that's just that's just far too young and yep. and uh, I was just like Jesus because like there there was this one song that you that you showed me on on uh from from Jason Isbell about um it was it was mainly about a about a couple but uh it that that really got to me and then like just a few months after that song uh, I can't remember the name if we were vampires if we were vampires yeah um it's a well written song yeah it 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 kind of got to me and then like just a couple months after that my mom passed away and it was just like those two things combined the way that the 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 way that jason isbell wrote that song uh was haunting and then and then my mom passed away and it was just like it was like a a a perfect storm of of shit that just like finally like made the gravity of death just like fucking fall on me yeah and and it it, it's a thing that that not everybody like really kind of thinks about um because they're just busy trying to get their uh, get themselves through life uh, as it is, not thinking. They, a lot of people don't have time to think about stuff like that. But uh, once once you have like something like that happen to you, and and somebody close to you dies, and and you have to continue on without them, I, I, I think that's when uh, a lot of it's like survivor's guilt and and whatnot, and uh, it just. Once, once somebody close to you dies, um, that you are kind of around on a daily basis and, and might even live with or whatever, that, I think that's when it, it like really, and he had it happen to two people that he was super close with apparently. And it, it, it sucks. And, uh, I guess using this song to kind of exercise, like you said, those demons and whatnot. Yeah. And you know, it, I think anytime, uh, someone who is like a pillar of your reality, you know, yeah. uh, <clears throat> is no longer there. It, it, it changes the complexion of your, of your day to day and in long term and everything. And, um, uh, I was, uh, raised partially by my grandparents. So when my, my, my grandmother died, who I lived with for most of my life, uh, it felt like, a um, you know, a, a parental figure that I, I, I saw every day. Uh, it felt like, you know, she was a pillar of the family and of my, uh, home environment and everything. Uh, and that was gone. And, uh, that was around the time I was turning 18 years old and kind of having that reckoning with adulthood anyways. But, um, especially that song, If We Were Vampires, we're going to have to do like, you know, an, an episode on some of, of Isbel's work because yeah. he's just a, a fantastic songwriter. Um, and there's some political stuff in there too, but, um... But there's that song, and then there's a song called Anxiety that speaks to a lot of this, too. Mm-hmm. 
about, you know, the fear that anxiety will take away the things that you, you have, and it's almost harder to appreciate what you have in the moment because of that overwhelming fear or that, you know, kind of looming thing that, that it will be taken away from you at any moment because of the reality of these things. So, um, you know, and, and I'm, you know, fairly newly married, so that song uh, for Vampires kind of... Uh, shook me in a sense too because it's looking forward saying you know if we get this many years together you know somebody's you know somebody's got to go first you know so it's like uh you know but uh not to get too far away from mr seva here but uh but it's it's really interesting how art kind of interprets death and life and and those kinds of tragedies. So uh, the line i tell death to keep a a distance i think he's obsessed with me is is telling Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. as, as you can tell, kind of speaks to us in that sense. Um, do you have anything else to say about that? Nope, nope. Uh, so moving on, I'm going to skip a line here because I, I don't think it really pertains to anything. Um, he he goes on to say that they want a barcode on my wrist to auction off the kids that don't fit their description of a utopia. Like a problem won't exist if I just don't exist. Mm-hmm. And that, man, that's... That's deep as shit. Another one of my favorite lines uh, applies to, to to multiple things. Uh, how how uh, African Americans in, in America are are like put in prisons and and uh, I saw that the one of the annotations on the on the genius thing was um, they they wear like barcoded wristbands. Um, so that that's a reference to being thrown in prison. Um, and just the design that is mass incarceration in the U.S. now. And, uh, you know, we kind of shouted out that uh, book, uh, The New Jim Crow, mm-hmm. which I believe is by Michelle Alexander, which, uh, again, has a lot to do with this stuff. Um, we've recently shouted that out on an episode. But yeah. um, I think it. I think he's just kind of alluding to that uh that uh, design as well that there is this to 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 kind of um, harness and, and control the uh, the black population by way of this mass incarceration it's an enslavement it's a new form of enslavement mm-hmm. and 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 I think like it can double as as this thing that that we all kind of have um, barcodes because we're just we're just meant to be these these things that I mean uh, there's there's like prisoners within the the uh, in uh, prison industrial complex but 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 we're all kind of prisoners within capitalism itself because like we're 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 tied to to this job that we can't escape from and and it's um, certainly better than than prison wages but um, it it it's still there shitty. Is, and, yeah, there is an illusion of freedom, but mm-hmm. um, but you know, I, I think also if you go back as relating to specifically the uh, African American struggle, as you go back to the you know early days of of colonization in, in the U.S., you know, um, we uh, we enslaved people to uh, we enslaved Africans to uh, to build much of of what. Uh, was the infrastructure for our capital mm-hmm. and everything. So, um, you know, th- there's there's always been that kind of thing. Um, and I, I just, I, I think when he when he talks about auctioning off the kids, you know, um, it's it's kind of a link to uh, the American slave trade and the auction blocks. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's interesting. But also, uh, 
kind of slave labor and prison labor, um, you know, cheap labor has always been a thing that we've tried to to um, uh, benefit from yeah, out of ab- this design. Absolutely. So, um, and, and so that's just uh, the, the, just an, an incredible, uh, an incredibly uh, terrible, but um, a very real uh, thing that 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 is a. A part of our American history and and, and capitalism's history. Yeah, and and I also kind of got the the image of of what's going on with with ICE and and detaining kids. And I don't, I don't know if they necessarily get auctioned off or not. But um, the line that that uh, they don't fit their description of a of a utopia um, that certainly holds true. To because if if you're not white then apparently the 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 u.s government or or even regular even fucking regular ass white people uh just better off without you they don't want you um and then that goes into like a problem won't exist if i just don't exist which is fucking deep and uh like everybody would be fine if 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 them blacks and 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 mexicans weren't here yeah, well, it's a thing that uh, you know, it's fascism at work, and it's a it's a thing that uh, that uh, capitalists and 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 fascists are, you know, have in place uh, as part of a design that uh, that continues to perpetuate the idea, the wrong and terrible idea that the uh, white person and the uh, uh, African American or um, you know uh, Hispanic person are so different, and uh, one is superior to the others, and the others are why um, the white people feel inferior or have uh, you know experiences that are that are negative, and that is totally unfounded and uh, and totally bullshit. But it is something that is put in place and perpetuated by ruling classes to. Um, keep things that way and especially when those things are shaken or begin to decline of course you've got that fascist reactionary response to further that narrative mm-hmm. and those actions such as ice you know uh rounding up people and, and their families and everything now um and i think that the the, the line that uh don't fit their description of a utopia is uh indicative of just a uh, preference for a the the understanding that there is a serious fascist and and white supremacist uh preference for a white ethno state mm-hmm. and uh and it is a part of our reality currently and it's uh uh and it's you know frightening but it's it's uh it's something we've got to fight and i think this is just kind of putting that on uh putting that out there and, and saying that you know i'm aware that this is out there but mm-hmm. you know it's not okay yeah, for sure. So um, he goes on just to say that uh, uh, Congress got the nerve to call themselves religious. Rich is getting richer. We just trying to live our life. Um, then I mean, we don't need to, to delve too deep into that because it, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yep. Um, it, there's there's just so many. Uh, so much hypocrisy within Congress and and our government that it, it, it's just so goddamn frustrating at this point. Like you, you just can't even like form words. All you can just do is just like 
groan and just be like, because it's, I mean, it's, it, it's just so blatant. And when you try to call them out on it, it, it just get, gets you nowhere somehow. Well, even when you try to reach congressional offices, uh, if they're good congressmen, uh, you know, we're lucky where we're at to have a good congressman, but uh, who who I've been able to reach out to for multiple things. But um, a uh, a lot of them, a lot of them, um, are not in it to serve the public, no. and uh, and are in it for the piety and the and the religious nature and the um, the uh, to be a part of that elite, you know, um, and. Uh, so, or for the money, you know, and so, um, I think that, uh, that there's a reason such a high percentage of them now, uh, become lobbyists afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, um, those numbers have changed drastically, uh, and I think it's all very intertwined, um, and I, I think, you know, what I love about this song is that, it seems like at every turn he's telling a story and there's a narrative, but he's also saying, uh, "I'm not, I'm not blind to this. I understand what's going on mm-hmm. here. You know, I see you, Congress. I see you, um, you know, your your prison systems and you know the flaws with with all of these things. And uh, it's not lost on me. You know? No, no, certainly not. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So the chorus goes." Uh, Mama mixed a vodka with a Sprite. They killed my cousin with a pocket knife while my uncle on the phone. He was gone for more than half my life. He got out a year and then he died. I was on a roll talking to my father on the phone. Left the city when I was four. None of them will get along. Mama begging him for winter coats. I was chilling with Spook. Now they trying to take his... Uh, and then it goes into... Oh, well, I guess that's kind of the... the hook and then it goes into the that's kind of confusing uh chorus which is uh life don't mean shit um to someone that ain't never had shit light don't mean lit in the dark fight don't mean fist eyes don't see eyes don't see ice don't freeze light won't be uh, light don't leave i don't mean lie to me um so he he runs through a a shit ton of stuff uh, within this within his hook. I kind of thought this hook here was 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 the chorus. Uh, that's yeah. Well, it's a little bit deceiving, and I didn't get it at first when I read it. But when you listen to it, it's um, uh, now they're trying to take his, and then the chorus starts. Life don't mean shit, you know. Yeah, so it's it, like it, it, it's, they, they're trying to take his life, and it, it the, the the one word applies to to the ending of the sentence and the beginning of the sentence, right? Or line or whatever you want to so say. So when you're reading it, you you stop at his, but then the chorus begins life, you know. So it's kind of a yeah uh, interesting thing they did there, but uh, or that that he did that kind of designed that way, but. Um, you know, just to kind of run down some of these lines. I mean, obviously, we've talked about. Uh, he says, you know, his mom makes some vodka with a sprite. Yeah. So there's alcoholism right right, and, right there. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then uh, killed my cousin with a pocket knife. That's what we're talking about. And uh, you know, that's uh, that's the uh, his his cousin John Walt was was fatally stabbed in in 2017. And uh, and he was 24 years old, um, and 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 we live in Memphis, and there's a lot of a lot of uh, 
you know a lot of a lot of things that mirror Chicago in a sense um, with some of the uh, the crime rates and such. And uh, I think we've topped the list on worst city to visit a, a couple times. Yeah, we're we're finally out of the top five on one of those though. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, we we finally like St. Louis has made it on there, and oh, that makes and, sense. and I think maybe <laughs> Chicago and Detroit top us. Yeah, and we're we're like out of the top five. But anyways, my point is that um, I have had friends uh, or mutual friends with 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 other other folks who have been uh, stabbed and killed um, just in in you know uh, one of them was at work um, was and it was behind their workplace. Um, uh, so, um, and, and both of the people I'm referencing, one of them, uh, was, was, was stabbed and survived and the other one did not, but, um, and these were two separate incidents, but, um, we, uh, we had a lot of friends and mutual friends because of the, the Memphis music scene that we were all kind of in, in high school and after high school, we all played in bands and stuff. And, uh, so, you know, it happens and, uh. And but I, I can't imagine it happening to someone that uh, is is your family member. I've not experienced that, but um, there is um, you know so, something to that um, link of of the, the 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 atmosphere in Chicago with the atmosphere in Memphis in that sense because sometimes those things become a reality. You mm-hmm. know, they become kind of a part of the day to day, and that's really really an unfortunate. Uh, unfortunate thing uh and, and obviously then he goes uh goes on to talk about uh, uh how uh, his uncle died mm-hmm. you know after a year out of prison um which i guess i've had uncles go to prison uh unfortunately yeah same same I, I have not had any they are still doing fine um <laughs> after they got out so yeah I couldn't imagine that. Finally, like as as close as I was to uh, one of my uncles as a as a child. Uh, this is he he's not the one that went to prison, but I can imagine if he did go to prison and then was only out of a year out of it a year and then died. I I uh, my uncle Don was was like one of my personal heroes growing up as a as a kid, and and if if uh, anything had happened to him when I was super young, I just would have been devastated. Um, and, and unfortunately he, he lost not only his cousin, but his, uh, his uncle, uh, I think in a relatively close amount of time too. I'm not sure exactly when he, uh, he passed away, but I, I think it was, uh, fairly, fairly close together. Which is just unfortunate, and, and and seemingly when 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 life gets you down, it, it finds more ways to, to keep you down all at once. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, it goes on to say uh, I was on a roll, talking to father on the phone. Um, you know, kind of despite these things, um, he either despite these things, he was. Um, Still trying to kind of uh, do what was expected of him and, and mm-hmm. be on track, but also um, uh, could have been alluding to the fact that these things can derail kids too. Yep. Um, and this is really just talking about another you know aspect of 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 the education system and, and a byproduct of capitalism that is you know uh, poverty that is experienced in so many of these areas. 
um, and and uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a, a large kind of systemic issue that uh, I think he's getting at here, and he's again relating all these personal things to um, though the environments and mm-hmm. uh, you know the, that he existed and goes on to say that uh, you know uh, his mom was begging for for winter coats, you know. Um, and uh, he's got another friend who they're they're uh, people are trying to take his life. Yep, so yep. you know it's uh, it's very much indicative of a, of, a, of an environment that he existed within and um, became a, a, a normal you know thing day to day thing um, that is kind of reinforced by the uh, uh, life don't mean shit uh, someone who's never had it you know yep. and uh, light don't mean lit in the dark uh, fight don't mean fists. Uh, and, and, and so on. So, and I think uh, light don't leave. I don't mean lie to me. You know, I also feel there's a there's a distrust here. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's like you know when when you're impacted by certain things so young, psychologically, you know, you you begin to distrust the world in a, in, a, in a way, and there are patterns in which you you learn to distrust um, based on the things you experience. So, or or things that you don't. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very interesting, and I think that uh, that it's getting at something something in that area. Um, and then he, you know, he goes on to. Uh, I'm just going to kind of roll through the bridge here. Yeah, because yeah, it's all fine. related. Tell me it'll be okay. Tell me happier days. Um, you know, just that kind of sentiment. Uh, and uh, oh, uh, tell him I'll be okay when when he asks how's my day. That's an interesting one. That's an, another kind of uh, uh, reinforcement of the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. This is a day-to-day understanding. Um, but, you know, also uh, tell them that, that we're not safe. That's kind of, again, it's heartbreaking that at the end of this, he's talking about, tell me there'll be happier days, tell me that I won't be alone. There's some you know, allusion to a, rela- a relationship here, and um, I'll be okay when they ask how's my day, which is a thing people take for granted, right? Um, he's being optimistic, but but still remaining um, aware of the fact that uh, shit's even like even if he got all of that, like there there's there's still this uh, reason to to kind of be suspicious of of, of things going yeah, on. That, just that distrust, you know. Yep, yep. So uh, I guess moving on to the. Second verse, uh, he, he goes on to say, I got my granddaddy's soul, I'm at war, that's on my mind. I seen Walter's body cold, wish I could switch it with mine. Um, that's that's a lot. Yeah, well, it's um, a lot for a young person, especially to have that kind of, you know, understanding. Yeah, and, I, and, again, and, I... And, I like weight on their yeah, shoulders. Yeah, I, I think some of it's survivor survivor's guilt, um, and maybe he was just depressed, and and uh, because it, it ties back up earlier to when uh, life don't mean shit when you ain't never had shit. Um, so so he's just he's ready to go. He's he don't want to be here anymore, and 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 wishes that maybe Walter had it better and and could lead a better life than he could at the moment. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, I'm not worried about no rap shit, distractions, or waste of times. I still go to social functions, even though I'm so anti. Uh, another great line. Feel that. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're we're some introverted fucks. Um, that's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we turned down an event tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, he says, "No, I'm no Rihanna. The court gonna throw it like Donovan down a bit. I just been modeling my whole career as if Pac was here. Studio monitors shaking." That's interesting. That's and it sounds more confident. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to draw from like uh, you know a source of encouragement or mm-hmm, confidence or mm-hmm. influence. Uh, I raise the apartments. I'm Bono with profit. I made what I made an allotted amount of time, the same amount of time you was watching. So stop comparing me to people. No, I am not them. A lot of people dream until they they shit will get and then there's a gunshot in the song i, I totally yeah. fucked that up i apologize yeah. is um, it alluding to popping yeah i i, I, I yeah. think so yeah, um, yeah. well uh, see the, the issue is that uh i mean he runs through this stuff Saba runs through this stuff at such a pace uh and with such flow that uh it's almost hard to read off of of of, of a page <laughs> and have it make sense but we're doing our best but uh <laughs> um you know, I think there's just a lot of uh, interesting things here, you know, a lot of trying to, uh, more confidence, but saying, you know, that he's trying to kind of uh, be something different or, or rise above some of this environmental stuff um, and and uh, some of the things he's experienced. And uh, uh, But he says, you know, a lot of people are, are dreaming until they... Uh, they still get shot, you know. Yep. So it's like there's an actual audible gunshot in the song. Um, pew pew. That's, that's yeah, my... something very similar to that. Yeah, that actually, was uh, that good? That was almost exact. So thanks. Yeah, thanks. I I I I've been told that I should have done uh, special effects sounds. Yeah. So so pew pew. That's that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you're you're hired to do them now. On, Sweet on the show. Awesome. Well, That's I'll, your new I, gig. All right, I'll I'll gladly take that role over. Cool. So you've uh, fulfilled that. Sweet. Um, but then it just goes back to that, uh, you know, to that, the same hook, starting the, with yeah. uh, "That's Life." Mama makes a vodka with a sprite. Um. So yeah, it it uh, it pretty much ends after he he goes um, through that again, and it's it's just a phenomenal song. Um, Apparently he has one album before this, but uh, I I think this uh, "Care for Me" album is is what's going to get him known, and and it's I, I think it's largely thanks to this song "Life." It's 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 fucking good. Yeah, and I think Chance being on on one of the tracks helps, and we're both Chicago guys. Sure. And, um, but yeah, I mean I I think that it just reinforces this this hook at the end reinforces that you know it's tough to overcome those things and those kinds of things that you're conditioned to to believe or think about or or uh you know you know the day-to-day what becomes normal uh for you is, is something that's sometimes hard to overcome um and uh you know, I, I think that uh, there's some positivity, a little bit, some hope and some confidence in that second verse, and then it kind of reinforces that the uh, there's still so much to overcome in that in that mm-hmm. in that last hook. But uh, you know, uh, I, I I think it's a really interesting song, and it can be um, a sad song in a sense. Uh, but I think there's some encouragement there, and 
and uh, I'm super excited to get into the rest of the the um, the record. And, yeah, yeah, uh, me too, man. And just kind of run through it and and see, uh, you know, each song and and really get all the way through it, but take my time too. So, um, I think uh, we've got a couple of things coming up. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout next, out some of that stuff. So next week we're doing a. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for we're we're gonna be reviewing and analyzing the film V for Vendetta uh, with our comrades over at Coffee with Comrades. If you haven't checked them out, uh, go check them out. They're they're a wonderful podcast. They they um, they hit on like current events and and kind of talk about a, a, a specific topic and and uh they're they're just really good uh pearson and, and brie are, are super passionate about what they talk about and uh, it's a super wonderful podcast two of my favorite episodes of theirs is is uh the film analysis of of uh the last jedi and then they they do a, a, a really well put together episode getting into the the, the overly complex term of, of neoliberalism neoliberalism and just do a really good job of breaking that down for for folks and it's it's super interesting and uh i'm really excited to have them on for sure uh sounds great looking forward to it um and with that uh hopefully you'll tune in to hear that next week we're excited to do that and uh we uh we're about to sign off please leave us a rating and review on itunes and uh Hit us up on Twitter at Left Media Pod. Mm-hmm. Join uh, our Patreon. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, all right, we appreciate you again. We're signing off. In solidarity, comrades. Thanks. Oh!